That's a financial investment podcast uh, for black and brown investors. Um, and we keep it real. We keep it raw, you know, um, and we specifically target people that uh, make their money outside of the box, uh, ground up, street up level, um, alternative means of income, whether it be dancers, um, people who have 1099, entrepreneurs, street dudes, um, you know, anything of that nature, we support that. And um, I try to give them a black print on how to invest their money in other ways for build financial wealth and longevity. Yeah. That's awesome. I should have planned a little bit better for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just talking. There's nothing to plan for. I, I um, yeah. you know, that's, that's the beauty of the podcast. It's like, uh, I, I reach out to people that I think are interesting or have a interesting point of views on the world. And usually that comes with their career and what they choose to do. So you being a, a professional poker player and being black really struck my interest. Okay. Yeah. So really the, uh, I wouldn't call myself a professional poker player. <laughs> uh, I would say I'm a semi-professional only because I do it part-time. Um, Excuse me. Bless you. Ooh. Okay. So you do a part-time. <laughs> yeah. So I have a nine to five. I'm a, uh, a civil engineer. So I, uh, I have a nine to five that I kind of work into or vice versa poker into it. Um, but I've had some success back in 2019 with poker, um, won two big tournaments for all together about 200, uh, not 200 grand, 100 grand. Um, so two back to back for about 50 grand each. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and I really think that it came from me studying and, um, just learning the game my own way, not necessarily how everybody else was doing at the time, um. And yeah, I had a lot of success and um, there's a lot of variance in poker. So it's, it's really hard to make a living doing it. It's a lot of people that try, but um, even the, the real successful ones have to invest in other things. So, so let I me thought, slow you down right there. Mm-hmm. This is exactly where I want to go with the podcast. So now that we've kind of warmed up, do you mind if I do my intro? Oh, go ahead. All right. I'm going to do the intro. And then from there, we I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the story because that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. Okay. And what was your name again? Tony. Tony G. Tony G. I can remember that. Tony G. Mm-hmm. Professional, not so professional, for one more money than most people make in a lifetime. Got you. So just bear with me for this intro, okay, Tony G. Sounds good. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, guys. It's Black Wall Podcast. I'm your uh, your host, your, your guide through this transmission. Today, we got an extremely special guest. This guy is a uh, smart brother, once again, extremely educated, a civil engineer by trade. Um, and I came across him online because he's a, what he says is a semi-professional poker player, but he's made over $100,000 doing it. So as my mama would say, he gets paid for it. That makes him a pro, right? So I'm going to say, for all intents and purposes, 
in our circle, in our community, in our culture, this month, ooh, can't curse in front of the first two minutes. Almost called me. But this guy, Tony G, is a G, okay? He's a professional poker player. And he's going to talk to us about how he used the game of poker as his hustle to then turn around and invest. But he still kept his nine-to-five job, y'all. So this is going to be a great, great story because I want to know a lot about this guy. So everybody, I want you to open up your hearts and your ears to Mr. Tony G. Great intro. Great intro. I love it. Yeah, Um, well, you know, I try to give people their flowers, Tony. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I see you got that Jamaican flag in the background. Oh, yeah. I'm building my wall of accolades. I don't want to do too much with it. I I am Jamaican. I... I don't know if you know anything about that. I am an alpha. So I, lo- I love to uh, throw those in the background so people know and and uh, know that people of color and people, you know, of Caribbean descent and the, the Black Greek life are trying to do big things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my cousin, who was my first ever guest, who's a real estate agent in New York, he's a uh, Jamaican, his mom's side. So, okay, um, okay. That, that hardworking uh, Caribbean follow through and, um, work ethic and family dynamic is well appreciated and celebrated here. So I want to give you guys your flowers uh, for the bricks that you put on the black wall as a culture and a nation. So let's get to the goods, my friend. Talk to me about this poker situation because you were just telling me a little bit before we got on that your story is that you have this great career and this great, uh, mathematical science blend if you will of a career and mind and you decide to get into poker back in 2019 and you wind up winning a lot of money and uh, so the story really goes back further than that i, I went to uh umass and to uh umass amherst the zoo as they will say and oh joined- my god <laughs> so you did a lot of beer funneling and drinking so i know umass amherst sir <laughs> oh yeah, boy all right zoo, yeah, i know i know zoo. that one for real shout out to all my people out in massachusetts you know who you are you guys know yeah, yeah. okay okay so you yeah. went to school with a bunch of mass holes <laughs> yeah but uh so I, we partied but you know again i, I joined uh the, the fraternity early and the black organizations kind of try to stick to scholarship and you know, uplifting the community and doing, you know, events in the community. So don't get us wrong. We did party, you know. Right. But, but if you did the uh, same level of partying as your white counterparts, you're getting arrested. Period. Exactly. Point Keep it real. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but again, we, we, you know, to get that funding and to, you know, try to, uh, I don't want to say build relationships, but yeah, build relationships with some of the other organizations, including the white organizations, they uh we we took part in this thing called Greek Greek uh what was it Greek Week and, and throughout the week we competed in different events and stuff and okay uh, okay and so cultural yeah. building yeah 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 so it was cool and it was actually at the time they said no uh black organizations had joined Greek Week in like forty years or something <laughs> some crazy <laughs> stat and Not as soon as we joined New England yeah as soon as we joined we uh we won it. And we were joined like a couple other white frat. Long story short, after uh, to transition into the poker side of things, after the Greek week, 
we were still pretty uh, cool because of the white frats and come to find out they had mm-hmm. a poker game. And mm-hmm. I at the time was a civil engineer and I was learning, you know, all this, you know, different, different types of math. And um, I was like, let me, let me play some poker. In high school, I played a little bit. And right, I remember that. Right. Just... And most people don't know that cards on a high level is high math in yeah. real time. Correct. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not. Even I don't want people math. thinking it's just like uh, you know, card shark in the back alley with your grandpa and uh, and your drunk uncles playing horseshoes and cards. This ain't it. This ain't the family uh, spades game. This is yeah. real shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's basic math goes a long way in poker as well. It's not, you know, we're not doing, you know, calculus or trigonometry or anything too crazy. But uh, basic math can get advanced. It just depends on how far you want to dive into the game. You know, what level you want to go. And there's so much information out there which you can learn. But long story. So to get back to the story, I was able to get into these games because we participated in this Greek week. So this goes to show, you know network don't exactly network with whoever man. it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are who they are right and um, right and that goes both ways exactly and and um i was able to get into this game and i started crushing in the game so i remember and my father had this book so I, this poker book so i went home and this is like the <laughs> and i got this book from him and i started reading it and then come wait, to find wait, out wait, this wait, wait. Like, tony g tony g i'm gonna have to slow you down my brother I, I, <laughs> no 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 no, no. I got stories from Why are you skipping the most important part? What's this? How much was the buy-in for the first game with the white boys? Oh, okay. Um, I, it was this, these are small games back in college. I want to say we put like a hundred bucks on the table. We were playing like one dollar, two dollar. Right, know, and, right. And, and did you win uh, the first day, or did they clean you up? Um, the first day, I can't remember. It was it was so long ago. I, oh. I know long term, long term, I I crushed them though. Like long time, right, right. Some nights that I was walking right away there with a couple of grands, you know, in college. So okay, so you so, kept going back to the game after you read the book back. from your dad. Yeah, so this book was like the Bible of poker. It's called Super System. Anybody, and it's pretty old. Maybe it's I wouldn't say it's outdated, but it's about a thousand pages deep and once, as I was reading this, I was getting better, and I was playing in those games, and they introduced me to more what's games. What's it called again? I'm sorry, I think I missed that. The the poker book. Yeah. Super system. Super system. Okay. Yeah. So for all you people out there, want to learn a little something? Yeah. So I read that, got better, and started crushing. And then college ended, and I went into the <laughs> into the workforce and kind of forgot about poker for a little bit. You know, I had kids and, you know, a whole life I was poor for mm-hmm. a while. Not gonna lie. I was walking to work for a good amount of time. And then. Okay. Um, so you was at the grind stage. Yeah. At the grind stage for sure. And around 2018, 2017, I started, um, started playing poker online and I met this guy at this, um, bar one time. He's like, Hey, we played, we play poker at, um, at my buddy's house. And so I started playing there. And, okay, some more networking. Uh, yeah, more networking. And this guy uh, that ran the game would always go up to Foxwoods every year. He would bring all these, there was like 15 of us that would play. They would go up to Foxwoods and they would play in these tournaments. And uh, they were like, hey, you want to come with us? And I was like, hey, sure, why not? I used to play back in college, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so and, and I lost once or twice going up. 
actually I, I remember I only lost I lost one and then we came back up for the because the first one was like a ticket to get into the World mm-hmm. Series in Vegas, Vegas, and I ended up losing that. So I didn't play for like a year, but I kept playing for the home game. And then, so then we went again in 2019, but it wasn't a World Series. It was just like a, a tournament. And the guys that were going with me, they're all, they were way older than me at the time. So they just bought in. It was like a $600 buy-in to, mm-hmm. to play in this thing. And so I couldn't afford it, but I just went up there with them just, just to play. And they're like, hey, um, hey, you could, there's like a satellite you can play in. It's like a hundred bucks. You could play in it. If you beat okay. the, this, if you play in this tournament and you win, you get the $600 ticket to go into the, into the next tournament, into the tournament that my buddies are playing. So I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll do that. So you so got I in where you fit in. Exactly. So anybody that's trying to play poker on, you know, play on TV, you don't have to put up the big bucks right away. There's these things called satellites that you can look into and you can try to get into a, get into the bigger tournaments so that's okay, what i did so see, i think that's what, what what i what i really think is important and i like to highlight when i talk to people is that i think that what investors have in common especially investors of color is that we do certain things innately and we don't realize it right so what you just described was the process of networking sourcing information going along as call it an apprentice, if you will, because you had no no intention of joining the tournament. You really went to see the process and to be a part of it. Right. And then you saw an opportunity to get in, right? Mm-hmm. That was at your price point. Yep. Now, you easily could have said, no, nah, I'm not going to waste that 100 bucks. I'm not really that good. I haven't played in a while. I'm just here to support you guys, right? You could have easily mm-hmm. did that. No one would have thought different. Right. But something in your mind that makes you the hustler, the investor, right, said no take that shot. And that's what I want people to highlight within themselves is, you know, if you think like that, and if you think like that, there's a good chance you'll be good at investing. Right. So I just want to highlight that for our people. You can go ahead, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something like we, we try to find a bargain. <laughs> but no, 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 no. no. And, and that's, and that's exactly why I'm doing this podcast because I think yeah. that is what society sometimes wants to short, Tell us yeah. so we don't understand the power that we're actually wielding without knowing because yeah. that's an investment mind and that same mind right there given a fair playing field and fair opportunity is what they're looking for at every boardroom of fortune 500 company so that's okay. why i wanted to stop and point it out okay yeah i like that yeah, we'll have to, well, I guess we'll, I was going to say we'll have to talk more, but I guess we're, we're talking more right now. We're talking right now, sir. I just <laughs> wanted to give you your flowers. This is part of it. There's so much greatness that happens with us. We, we don't notice it. Yeah. And that's what I'm here to do, is point that out. You're somebody who's a civil engineer whose side hustle is poker. I've talked to people who do other things. But the common thread is that investor mindset. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I bought in for this hundred dollars, and I only had two hundred bucks to my name. Well, I shouldn't say to my name to, that I brought up there that I wanted to right. to gamble with, and um, so I kept. I figured I'd keep a hundred and uh, play play with a hundred, and I turned that hundred into a six hundred dollar ticket, and then somehow I turned that six hundred dollars and six hundred dollar ticket into fifty grand, and. Mm. Uh, mm. and I, slowly watched all my buddies that I came with go home and somehow ended up at the final table. And I mean, if you really want the, really want 
the flowers. Here's the. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm looking at the trophy, y'all. Y'all can't see this, but he's showing it to me. Wow. Okay. So this is verified. No cap. <laughs> so no I'll, send cap. You, I'll make sure I send you the, uh, the video. But then, yeah, uh, I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it. Okay. Yeah. And then, like three months later, I did it again. And then COVID hit. So I bought a house and we bought my girl a car, set my life straight, you know, moved out of my crappy situation. And here I am. So that, so was, that was exactly what I was going to ask you is what did you do with the money? So you, you bought a house. So obviously, first thing you did is you, you, you found out that you owed money on taxes with that. That was the oh, first thing absolutely. you figured it out. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yep. So exactly. you figured out that 100000 is really uh, 70000 Yep. Less than that, like 60-ish. Yeah. 65-ish. You know, yeah, Not getting in your yeah. pockets, but I want to I want to yeah. let everybody know that that's the first thing that you got to think about. Yeah. Because you... because. Also, if you uh, win out of state, that's, you know, two states are trying to dip their hands in here. Mm. In their so Connecticut so. was trying to get you and Massachusetts, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you got that. the tax man. Yep, yep. You, and I just recommend anybody that wins big, just pay the taxes right there in the casino. They'll ask you, um, don't do like I did and, and defer it. <laughs> I'm all paid up now, but they're, they're hounding me for a while. And lesson you know, alert, cool. lesson alert, lesson alert. Tony yeah. G paid it for y'all, so don't make the <laughs> same mistake. Pay the yeah. taxes immediately. immediately. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so then now you got this money and you got say the, house time. House time, gotta buy a house. I was living I was living in an apartment, which was terrible. You know, I I realized I need to, you know, start building building for my family and building some generational wealth. So that's what I did. And, and yeah. Uh, and then, so I started playing poker online and I realized that poker online is, I mean, I was doing well actually at first, but there's, there's so many stories to tell, but long story short, po online poker is, is, isn't great to play because depending on which club or which site you play on, but a lot of it's rigged as there's bots and stuff like that. So I kind of stray mm. away from Yeah. That's another lesson. The AI there, came for you. Yeah, definitely. But um, so I strayed away from that. And before we started the podcast, which I'll get to, I started Gear Gamble. So you'll see all this Gear Gamble stuff. I uh, first mm -hmm. thing I made was this was this hat. Okay, okay. Made this hat. So Gear and, Gamble, uh, where can the people get that out? Geargamble.com. Plug it up, brother. Plug it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um. Yeah, did well for my first year as we started. Uh, we started January of last year, and um, was doing well. Family and friends were supporting, but really, I I didn't want to keep spending out of pocket to try to do this business. So we're mm -hmm. looking at grants and stuff, and we're looking at um, possibly loans if the grants don't work. Um, but really, the, the first year was just trying to build and get content to create ads and stuff like that. And I think we're right. there now. We we've uh, we've got enough material, so we're gonna start pushing the brand. And now we started the podcast to help that avenue. So when we right. start our paid ads, hopefully things will start booming. Also, I also you know I do this to highlight different investors and different brands and entrepreneurs because I think that as black and brown people, sometimes we think we're on an island by ourselves being successful. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. This podcast is listened all across the world. Okay. Um, 
from India to Brazil to America, I've been shocked, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important that we're open to helping each other. So if there's anybody out there that has a skill set that can help blow this brand up, help this man take his clothing line to the next level, reach out. Absolutely. It's an amazing story. I mean, think about it. You took a $100 ticket and you bought a house and started a, a clothing brand. Yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome. Right? God is good. That is good. But also your mind is great. And you put those two things together and you came up with something really special. So now you've in, you've branched out. You're you're still playing poker, obviously. You started the podcast and you've also started this clothing brand. And you're still a father. Right? Correct. Correct. And so what gives you the hunger in your stomach to do all this? Because at the end of the day, you have a great job. You have a career that, that most people would just sit back and, and just work, right? Right, right. But again, like I said, uh, there's a lot of variance in, in poker. Not everybody can do what I did. There's a lot of, of one-hit wonders like I'm, like me, but the majority, the vast majority of people are losing. And that number goes way up if you're playing online. Um, so what people have done, even the successful ones, they realize that once they win a lot of money, they either retire right away, like you're saying, or they invest that money into, you know, into the stock market, into companies, into, into brands, into other poker players that are coming up to try to, you know, capitalize on the money or mm. spend their money. You know? Okay. So almost create like a stable. Because I've heard yeah. of that, like where they bankroll people to go in and they take a portion of the winnings if the player wins. Exactly. Yeah, they become like the angel investor of poker, if you will. So, so are you trying to get into that role, or are there any black brothers that are that are angel investors that fund black poker teams, or is this still a very much good old boy network? So th- that's that's kind of what I think the the podcast is is kind of aiming to achieve. I don't want to say we want to be a uh, so there's so there's there's sites that like there's a site called Ustake and it's a it's like a public site where you're able to uh, put up sell your action basically so if there's a five hundred dollar tournament mm. that you want to play in yeah so if there's a five hundred dollar tournament that you want to play in you go on there you you make a profile you say hey I'm playing at five hundred dollars I'm selling half of it and anybody can come and do it but the problem I shouldn't even say it's a problem. The, the obviously the site that's that's doing all this is taking a little bit of a cut um right so and and honestly i the black poker community is so small anyways i don't even think they would they would know about this um necessarily uh, and if they do uh, i would think that most of them are like in michigan where the so there's this I know you don't know too much about it. so right now in the united states there's only six uh states that are uh that can play regulated poker, like legal, legally play poker. And it's like okay. Michigan, uh, Nevada, um, there's like six of them, but Massachusetts right. is not one of them. Um, so uh, the rest of the United States has to play on unregulated sites that are like across seas. So you'll go to like America's right. EU, which is out of Europe. So, you know, however you want to look at it. It's shady at that point. Exactly. Call it what it is. It gets shady. Because I've even known, just from a financial background, they've seized some of these uh, sites' monies where 
the players can't get any money out. Completely yeah. seen. Yeah. I mean, there's the constantly they're just sending people money back, like saying, Hey, here's fifteen dollars. You know, we were we were a victim of a bot scam. You know, you were affected. Right. Here's fifteen dollars. So buyer but, beware on this crazy shit. Yeah. But again, look up the six states that are that are legal because those sites are official sites and there's not gonna be any fishy stuff going on on there. So you mentioned how small the black poker community is. Is that on a professional level or is these more back, you know, room card games or what are we talking about? Uh, I mean, I would say a professional level or trying to be a, a, at a professional level. The, the line of professional and semi-professional is a little, is a little murky. You know, they say that poker is the only sport where a professional and an amateur can play on the same playing grounds. Right, know? same time, same table. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, as long as you have the money, you can sit with Bill Ivey if you know if you want. Right. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of my. I shouldn't even just limit it to black poker players, but like minorities in general, there's a lot of us, especially if you include the Asians. But if you're just looking at like Spanish and black, I would say there's you know thirty percent. We're thirty percent of the field, I would say. But it's just do we have a a platform to to create that community you know what i mean right and that's what you're cultivating right now that's what exactly that's what i'm trying to and and not only that it's really we're trying to get the unheard stories out because i had a situation where i got scammed and nobody Mm. (laughs) nobody because the the person that scammed me was a big organization you know nobody they're just like, oh, everybody gets scammed on that site. But I got scammed for a whole lot, you know. So. And what did you do? You just took the loss? Yeah, I basically took the loss. I didn't want to look like the guy that's just, you know, whistleblowing, saying that, you know, because there's no way to prove right now that there's bots, you know, out there or if somebody's playing with a bot. Because what they can do is they can play on one computer, but they can uh, use another computer to, to basically on a different network and everything. So there's no right. way to really prove somebody's cheating you can you can accuse them but then you know, and people accuse people all the time but as, especially as the black person accuses somebody everybody's just going to roll their eyes and look the other way you know so for well, a while this is why we to need to build our own stuff i mean i think exactly. that i think that sometimes we forget that a lot of these games uh and social activities are meant to make business deals poker yeah. games golf tennis they're not about the sport. These guys know that they're never going pro racquetball. This goes on. <laughs> yeah. But it's a it's a way to to not so subtly, subtly segregate themselves to a different room to make decisions that other people are gonna have to live with later. And right. I feel like we need to just start our own. And if that means that there needs to be a black world series of poker, I I mean we got enough people that I know personally in Atlanta that are millions that would make that happen as far as space and uh, getting the sponsors to put stuff. So man, fuck the, the idea of wanting them to recognize us. That's my whole point. Like I have no desire. for that. My thing is, is the system is working exactly how they designed it. We need to design our own system, my brother. So I, agree. I think that should be the goal really is to start our own black poker series and tournament. Well, I don't know about necessarily money is money, man. You know, there's no color to money, but we absolutely should be 
trying to, I don't know. There's got to be a way to money. bring together. Money is money, <laughs> but there is something to be said. See, this is what, this is the thing. Yep. The masters, for example, right? They own that whole golf course. They have a mm -hmm. whole thing that uh, the whole city of Augusta revolves around it. I feel you it's now. not the only golf tournament on mm -hmm. the PGA Tour, but there is a space where those old rules and regulations and those old systems will be fostered. So yeah. I'm not saying that if you play in the Black World Series of Poker that you wouldn't play in every other tournament, but there yeah. should be somewhere where it's a tournament that's given by people that look like us and white players. If they want to come play, let them play. I mean, what's it, it's no, yeah, you see what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah, it, yeah. I do think it's important, right? That there is a place in every where that we frequent money that we have our own. That's not yeah. crazy talk. It's not, it's not. And it's even crazy if the game that I was think five, it's crazy talk. <laughs> right. Even if it was five businessmen that just put up a thousand dollars each and just sat around in Atlanta, Georgia, just talking, imagine the different ideas and camaraderie and joint ventures that come from that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, it, it, it's like, it ain't about segregating ourselves from the other dollar. It's about protecting and fostering and watering our dollar. Our dollar. Exactly. You see what yeah. I'm saying? That, that, that is a huge difference. Yeah, I like so it. That's why I'm saying I'm encouraging you, my brother. You're doing this. You're on the right path. But take it all the way. I'm yeah. expecting updates on you throwing the first black poker tournament. <laughs> I'm holding awesome. you to that. I oh, think that's man. fair. I if you it. can go and buy a hundred dollar ticket and win fifty thousand twice, you could start your own poker tournament. Am I saying I something like crazy? And you're not. I like it. We're gonna have to make this happen. I'm building the community now, so I don't see why not. Yeah, because I just interviewed a guy who, my boy Andre Payne, he builds houses. He's a black developer. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I did the research. There's only 10% of the home builders in this whole nation are black. Okay. So so what does he exactly do? Because I'm a civil engineer, so I, I guess I'm... He gonna... literally, he's, he's a developer. He buys the land, gets a contractor. I just did an interview uh -huh. with him. Oh, yeah. Shout out Andre Payne. We built this to the name of the episode. You okay. know, so so this is my point is that we're all out there and part of the design is to make you think that you're the only sm smart black guy. And then mm -hmm. I think I'm the only smart black guy. And then Andre thinks he's the only one. But we're all doing this together. Yeah. And the minute one of us raises our hand and says, hey, I need help, but I want somebody to help me that looks like me. Mm -hmm. That's when the game's going to change, mm -hmm. right? The first yeah. people that should show up to help us are people that look like us. Yeah, I'm not saying anything crazy. It's not. It's not. And I love it. I mean, I, I really been thinking about this too, and, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there's been some really successful black poker players, and I'm just like that like really successful. Man, fuck about, all that, man. This is a, no, no, I don't play that. You uh, say their name if you want to say it. If you don't, you uh, don't. But my podcast, we don't we don't duck no smoke. Oh no, nah, it's it's. It, I mean, everybody knows who it is. Phil Ivey is the, is the guy, but and everybody loves him. I love him. You know, he inspired tons of black people to play. But I just felt like he should have been he should have been the guy to make that black uh, 
and uh, there's and he's, proof he's that still alive, can... right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he's got fucking time. I'm expecting oh. to see Phil Ivy having a clinic teaching some young black boys and girls how yeah. to play poker for no other reason so they can network later on in life. Exactly. I'm calling a call to action to that. So if you've got his information, let him know that he's going to be added <laughs> on Twitter and everything else about this fucking conversation. Right. Because that's real. No, no, that no, 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 real. no. That's that a responsibility real. because he knows, I know, you know, they know mm-hmm. that when you sit in those poker rooms, there's certain conversation and deals that are made. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not just about the money. Because if is. it was just about the fucking money, then they would create a league and let us do it. Just like they and did football, true. basketball, any other sport, right? They'd own that's it. True. We'd play it. That'd be that. If it was yep. just about the money. Yep. But it's not just about the money. That's why they treated Tiger Woods the way they treated him. Mm-hmm. Right? Phil Ivey, Phil Ivey is, the, is, is the Tiger Woods of poker. Bingo. Yep. So, so the fact that we're having this conversation is my point. Mm-hmm. Is that we have to hold each other accountable for reaching back. And we don't need to call each other names. We just need to say, brother, you need to reach back. Simple. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. And a so bunch, of, bunch Ivy, of the guests. Go ahead. You have now been called to do your duty. <laughs> I agree. Do your due diligence, do right. Ivy. We love do, you. Do what's right. Absolutely. The, the community is talking. And it's not just me. A few of my guests on my podcast said the same thing. Yeah. Um, I do. So, go ahead, uh, sir. I was going to say, uh, I do, this is the reason why I didn't want to bring up Phil Ivy, but I do want to shout out uh, somebody that is helping me. Um, her name is Farah Mitchell, and she's a grant writer. She's been helping out a bunch of people. Uh, so we'll see what she can do for me. Isn't that how it works, though? The Black woman's always coming through to help our ass out. Yeah. And I, this is why we got to do a better job protecting and taking care of her. So let's shout her name out one more time. Farah Mitchell. She goes by the uh divide and queen or dividend queen i think it's dividend queen on, on instagram well we're gonna shout you out we're gonna put uh, your information in the uh, bio because that's very very important yeah. there's always a counterbalance yeah. so both of those people we want to thank mr phil ivy and miss uh dividend queen or divine yeah. queen we will figure that out here in a second both of you guys thank you for your contribution well, yeah. not Phil Ivey. We we're calling Phil Ivey out, right? We want to, we want him to. Yeah, some. but we still want to thank him for for breaking that barrier. But he just yeah. got to do more. That's yeah. all. Yeah. We're not, uh, you yeah. know, we're not taking away what he did. You just got to right. do motherfucking more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, that's yeah. that's each one teach one. That's the community uh, holding itself accountable. We got to yeah. be okay with that. We got to be okay with that. Wow. So you got a man. I think, see, okay. So everybody out there playing cards, shaking dice, which I personally love to do. Um, and any of the other things that we look at as gambling, I want you to hear how this brother just straight up told you from the rip, there's math involved. Yep. There's math involved. If you want to make money, no, there's going to be math involved. And we ain't talking one, two, three. We ain't talking four, five, six, and we ain't talking uh, threes and sevens. We're talking real math. No, it's 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 really not that bad. It is just it's kind of counting like you know, it, add just simple addition and simple subtraction. I mean, you just you really just kind of. So 
when you learn poker, when you actually sit down and try to start studying, there's a, uh, in Texas Hold'em at least, there's this chart called a pre-flop hand chart. And it, it shows you all the, it basically has all the combinations of hands that, mm-hmm. that, you, can pull, that you can play. And people use this chart to do different basic math. And it, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically look up. So you do realize that when you say basic math, you're a civil engineer, right? Yeah, but I mean, it that's, really not, that's not missing you, though, right? I mean, because I'm just, am, am I the only person that's on this fucking line? Like, if you say simple math one more time, so listen, listen, with a goddamn I'll explain, simple engineering degree, I'll explain, you're going to have a problem. Exactly. I'm going to explain it easy for you, right? So with, with, a, with a standard deck of cards, right, there's 52 cards in it. But uh, so there's so one hand, right, is ace, ace king, right? So we know that ace king... Based off ace king, or we'll even do it even more simpler. Pocket aces, two aces. So the uh, combinations, the, the way you can get pocket aces, the amount of combinations you get pocket aces is ace of clubs, ace of hearts, ace of clubs, ace of diamonds, ace of clubs, ace of, and there's only like a certain amount of combinations. But, 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 but you're saying do all that <laughs> without a civil engineering degree with a couple <laughs> drinks in me, and, and this chick got a fat old ass to just walk by. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know that that might be a little harder for some of our guests. But, okay. but I can break it down even even simpler terms, y'all. You know how when you get down, you and your four cousins, down some last two Uno cards, and you remember what color your cousin got and what color your cousin don't got? You choose the color your cousin don't got to lay down next so they got to pick up a card. It's real fucking Exactly, simple, exactly. Right? But you got to be able to take that, excuse me, you got to be able to take that from when we eight years old playing, staying up late at grandma's house to now doing that shit in real life at a, a gambling establishment without cheating, yep. right? That, that's exactly. what we're basically trying to say out here. So the exactly. fact that this man did that at a casino with a $100 satellite ticket and made 100 racks in less than a year, yeah, that's, that, don't, don't, don't down talk the math to me, goddammit. <laughs> don't do that i feel you now i know you probably got some uh some stipulations you're not counting cards i understand that but it ain't just one two three now stop it because you couldn't explain it to me one two three the way i just explained it. okay true true okay all right so (laughs) smart brother picked up a side hustle which some people call gambling actually took some skill from cultivating networking and being patient, some taking a risk, right? And follow through. And then you went out and you figured out that the online shit is, is a is a scam, right? Because there's all types of nefarious things going on. Fine. And now you tapered down the vision and nailed it down to what you want to do, which is building the community, doing the brand as far as the clothing and the podcast and being a better steward for the next generation of black and brown poker players. Am I getting this right? Perfect, 100%. Well, then there you go. I think I think we all learned something today, sir. Yes, Tony absolutely. G. The G stands for gamble. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. I love it. So tell us, Tony, give the people your socials and all this other fun stuff again. Yeah, man. So, so they know where to contact you and get your fun uh, stuff. 
Yeah, man. So you can find all the merch at gearofgamble.com. Got a bunch of new designs. And we're actually doing a giveaway right now. So you can you go on to gearofgamble.com. You just click on that front banner. We're giving away a $150 package. It's like hoodies, hats. So it'll be a hoodie, a hat, car protectors, and T-shirts, a bunch of things. We're giving away nice. two packages. So that's for free. So check that out. And then uh, follow us on the socials, Right Life and Gear of Gamble on Instagram. And we're also on YouTube. And our, our podcast is on Anchor as well. So just, uh, Anchor and Spotify. I'm doing so much, man. I got I to... Gotta... Mitchell, I know it's awesome. Isn't it a beautiful world? We can put all this stuff out anywhere you want. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so, yeah. also, just my last question: Is there any games that people can watch you, support you? What do you need from us as a community? Um, just follow the podcast and uh, check. Yeah, just follow the podcast. We're gonna be uh, we're building the team. So actually, in the short three months that we've uh, already started the podcast, we've already like built a kind of a small community and. A bunch of us will be going out to New York in uh, mid-March for a big poker tournament. So we're going to capture all that. Hopefully, we have a photographer out there that can, you know, capture him doing it all for fun. But really, uh, that, that should be a big weekend. Yeah, we're going to get a bunch of interviews and be playing a bunch of poker. And hopefully, I can win some big money out there. First place in that Hell tournament, yeah. we'll probably first place will probably take in that tournament it's a four hundred dollar buy-in, and first place will probably take around. I'd say three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so, so you're gonna get somewhere in the top ten. I'm not worried about it. Okay, that, that. I'm not worried about <laughs> it. I think I think you're gonna you're gonna wait, and I think you're gonna bump into my friend uh, Mr. Phil Ivy and have a conversation with him also. Nah, that's that's small leagues for him. But I, I hope I, I hope I do run into him one day. The plan is to make yeah. it out to Vegas, and uh, the plan is to make it out to Vegas for the the real big tournament in uh, the World when Series is that? Poker. At the end of May. All right. Well, you hear that, y'all. Keep a lookout for Mr. Tony G. Uh, Support everything he's got going over there and all his socials he gave you. Uh, Yeah, let's keep our minds open on what it it is to be Black and an investor and be great in this uh, world. There's so many different avenues. Let's not uh, limit ourselves to uh, one thing. I didn't even notice it existed. So this is great, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, having me, man. Yeah, same with you. It was fun. It's not the hood compared to other places, but um, no, it's the hood. It's actually the uh, first time I ever got my ass kicked was from a kid. Uh, from, uh, <laughs> it was Springfield. Yeah, think, yeah, at Springfield, Mass. I was, he was probably about oh, about ten years old, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, I man. went to camp at Water. Oh, my sister went there. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. black. It was started for black kids uh, and campers, you know, to have a. A summertime camp experience because oh, you know, the white camps were not taking black children huh. and that's exactly my point oh these white people won't let us in the, the thing they just made some rich black guy bought a bunch of fucking land on that lake in massachusetts part of the black camp for the kids that's awesome i really is. and then affluent black families from all across the country brought their kids for summer camp supported and it's going on to this day 